This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Second hour of the show and let's delve into the psychology of segment gives us an opportunity to think a little bit deeper about some of the issues that lead to our thoughts that lead to our behaviors and truly build up who we are as individuals. I always think about it as, you know, we like to point a finger at society. Well, society's like this or society says that, but really who is society? It is each and every one of us. So with our increased healing Hopefully, we're able to spread that bandage over society. So let's get into this one. It's the psychology of forgiveness. Emotionally, forgiveness involves a shift, and we need to understand what that shift is, right? Uh, behaviorally, it involves refraining from retaliation, perhaps, uh, fostering reconciliation, perhaps, and in some cases, rebuilding trust. Forgiveness in very many situations and scenarios looks very different. So we're in studio with the author um, of this incredible 31-day daily devotional and journey called The Forgiving Woman. Author Grace Mushesh joins us. And you can join us with your stories of forgiveness or blocks to forgiveness or you know, stories about how forgiveness has unlocked areas of your life on 0861987000. I mean, how appropriate that your name is Grace. <laughs> Hello, Grace. <laughs> Hi, Bubby. <laughs> it's good to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, in life, I think we all come against things that require us to introspect mm. and require us maybe to start thinking about the concept of forgiveness. So to write an entire journal and devotional, something must have happened or a series of events must have happened. What was the inspiration here? Sure. Um, definitely what you've mentioned, mm. a series of events, um, events that at the time when they were happening, I wished they weren't, but mm. everything works together for our good. I was going through a very um, intimate spiritual journey mm. and I had to do a lot of introspection, as you had also mentioned. And um, I found that some of my stumbling blocks in my life were stemming or rooted in the fact that I was walking around with this heavy burden of unforgiveness and I was not allowing myself to be freed of that. And it actually affected every aspect of my life. I can imagine. It did. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So when you say the burden of unforgiveness, what are people hoping to gain, hold on to achieve by not forgiving, by holding on to that grudge? I believe that the psychology of holding on to that grudge is that you feel empowered so it's a false sense of power. Mm. It's an illusion. So you feel that you have power over that person, and we don't. Yeah, you never. have. You don't really, um, and also just a sense of control. Because when you feel that you're holding on to this unforgiveness, you feel as though you're protecting yourself, mm. and you're controlling the events. Because a lot of people start to blame themselves to say, "If I had more control over that situation, right. it wouldn't have turned out the way that mm. it did." Yeah. So holding on to that unforgiveness gives you that false sense of control to say, okay, I'm taking my power back. I'm taking that. I'm taking back the control that I should have initially had, that could have actually 
interrupted this whole thing mm. and stopped it from happening and 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 it's all false it's all false it's all false yeah mm. there are many misconceptions about forgiveness and i'm sure on this journey you you rubbed up against many of them so do you want to tell us and bust some myths that you've discovered about um about the process of forgiveness definitely i think one of the major major misconceptions is that um the control definitely and if i don't forgive this person they will continue to feel the pain that i'm currently feeling oh yeah so what i'm feeling will be transferred to that person mm. and that's a misconception mm. they will still get the promotion that's due to them they will still go on have families and and bear children i mean the, their lives will still progress naturally as they're meant to because remember we don't know the relationship that they have with themselves mm. that they have with their god or they have with you know, just their own life. And some of the people that we struggle to forgive don't even know that they've hurt us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because most of most of the time we, we don't confront them because that's going to take a chunk of vulnerability that we're not ready to, to experiment yeah. or experience. One of the chapters you talk about, um, would you like to get well? Yes. And you make that example of the man at the well who's so unwell he can't get into the healing well. Um, and Jesus says, you know, what's going on with you? And then he says, every time I try to go, someone else jumps in front of me. So I've just given up. I'm just going to sit here on my mat. And he said, would you like to get well? Hmm. And after the dude says, yes, I'd like to get well, Jesus said to him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Is it just a choice to answer that question in the affirmative? Would you like to get well? Well, yes, I would. Beautiful. And I love the fact that you made reference to that specific um, chapter of the book because a lot of people claim that they want to be healed. Mm. A lot of people claim they want to be healed. But then when you ask that question, it it. It basically, it's, it's just that defining moment to say, are you serious about your healing? Because it's going to, it's going to, it's going to take something out of you to get the results. Mm. And when Jesus asked the man, I mean, Jesus never um, intervened or, or sort of just came into people's spaces without knocking. So it's almost like, I don't want to force it on you. I don't want to impose my healing on you. I don't, know, I don't want to impose my wellness on you. And it's the same thing right now in society to say, how badly do you want to be set free? Yeah. Because if you're saying you need that healing and the root of your unwellness or the root of your, your, your bad mental health or instability or whatever we, we, we name it now or label it is rooted in this thing that you're not willing to do, then maybe you're comfortable with not being well. Mm. And you have to be honest with yourself and honest with us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe you're comfortable with with sitting on the mat and watching everyone else jump into the pool and receive what's due to them. So when we say comfortable, we're talking about a self-definition of victim, of everyone jumps in front of me, I can't get my opportunity 
And I don't think anybody consciously moves into like, oh, you know what I think I want to be in my life. I want to be a self-proclaimed victim. I don't think we do that. But I think it ties in with that idea of having some sort of power. So, you know, the perpetrator defined me as, so now I'm going to take my power back and take my self-definition back. So how do you know that the root of your issues is unforgiveness? So a lot of, and and even to just come back to the self-proclaimed titles that we give ourselves. Yeah. So we may be victimized, but we don't have to carry the label victim mm. everywhere. You don't have to put that on your collar or on your shirt. You don't have to be that person. You get to say, I was done wrong. You know, maybe I suffered from a very traumatic experience. I didn't deserve that. But that's not going to define who I am now. I survived that and I'm still me. Mm. And I choose how I self-identify. So I'm not going to walk around with a victim mentality. Because with that, it's going to cause more harm than good. The self-pity happens and it's a natural thing. We're human beings. Mm. We need to give ourselves time and and a moment to just sit back and, and cry over what happened and cry over the injustice of what happened and, you know, just appreciate the, the situation for what it is. But you have to get up and move from that. Mm. It paralyzes you. And so I think for people to find out or to really discover that the root of their issues is unforgiveness is when every your life is basically based on that one event mm. or those series of events that have happened in your life and all your decisions. Um, I see you nodding. Yeah, that's really powerful because we see your, that a lot in a lot of circumstances, right? A lot of circumstances. Um, yeah, a lot of circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah. We make decisions based on that. Yeah. And when someone asks you, okay, so how was that decision? Where was that founded on? Like, oh, no, 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 no. I've been through something mm. similar to what I think this could be. And and I want to make sure that what I'm walking into is nothing like what I've walked out of. Mm. And I'm going to make decisions. I'm going, I'm going to put up walls. I'm going to make sure that I secure myself and fortify myself from having that painful experience yeah. happen to me again. Yeah. That's my wisdom. I'm sticking with it and no one can stop me. Mm. That's when you know that your issues might be rooted in unforgiveness. Sure, that's very powerful. So we see it a lot in maybe the workspace. Definitely. Rooting yourself in situations, not wanting to take risks anymore. Definitely being afraid of what your dreams once were because perhaps something happened that thwarted those dreams. Yes. We see it in relationships. Oh, yes. That, you know, a person will just shut down that side of themselves altogether. I mean, we see it in so many spheres. And I suppose that's why I recognize it immediately mm. that if your future decisions are solely based on the thing that happened – then you've got to really start analyzing where you are in terms of forgiveness, in terms of even self-forgiveness, mm. and starting to move forward. Let's take a call on 0861987000. Garabo is on the line. I like as soon as we get deep, Garabo likes to call in. I enjoy it very much. Hello, Garabo. <laughs> Thank you for taking my poor call, buddy. Thanks, and, my um, darling. Good afternoon to your guest. I mean, mm. such a, I think for me, such a powerful topic. Mm. 
um, and and one that speaks very closely to my heart. Um, I mean, you hadn't even gone into the discussion, and I really called sure. to say, I just yeah. want to comment, yeah. you know, um, and also you know, unpacking what what to expect on the show. Um, so two things: I grew up in in, in a girls' school in Grahamstown, and mm-hmm. um, we were in boarding, and and you only go home. Um, once a month, but the three months you're at school. So you have to learn how to forgive and move on quickly. Mm. You know, we have breakfast together, we're going to go play our arguments together. You don't get the time to go home, to go talk to your mom, to deflate. We have to make it work for those three months. We're in the same dorm, and that's, and that was the upbringing. Yeah. But how I learned forgiveness for me was I also lost my mom at a very young age. And the self-forgiveness that you're talking about mm. was then the guilt, I should have been a better daughter. Mm. I thought we had more time. Mm. I thought we could, you know, share an experience and da, da, da. And then I'm getting Terry just talking about mm. this. And then you, you miss them. And then you think, oh, if only, if only. But I had to learn how to self-forgive. Because, um, because you do better when you know better, you know. And that was when I learned how to let go of of that death, of that pain, mm. and um, and know that she knows that she's in a better space, and she would have understood the teenage stuff that you go through, the fighting with your mom, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But but also just watching movies like um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Mm. There's a part when she says, um, "When somebody hurts you and you don't forgive them, they keep that power, um, and when you continue to hold on to that pain." Um, so they take power, firstly, yes. when they hurt you. Yes. And when you hold on to that pain, they keep the power. Yes. So so forgiveness is not about the other person. It's mainly about yourself and the liberty and the liberation that comes with that. Yes. Um, and, and just to close off is it's like eating poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm. But also forgiveness doesn't mean that I, I need to let Bobby back into my space. Mm-hmm. I can forgive you and put a full stop shut that chapter, shut that door, and keep it moving. doesn't mean we need to engage. And it doesn't mean because we don't engage, I've not forgiven you. Yes. I've forgiven you, but I choose not to be with you or engage further or not be part of your life. Mm. And I also need to forgive myself because I'm comparable. What did I bring to the situation? And that's where the self-forgiveness comes yeah. in. Mm, you've brought up so many incredible Thank you points. For taking my call. Self-forgiveness, and I think that idea of the guilt. I, mean, I know many who've lost parents, Garabo, feel that way. That we thought we had more time, and we didn't do the best, or at least we don't think we did. And then that idea, Garabo, of forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean reconciliation. And I think that's what. Mm. Um, you know, many people who are victims of abuse, of domestic violence, of, you know, really chaotic, violent, instigated situations are are kind of forced into, right? And I know the church likes to do that in many spaces. I know institutions like to do that, that, you know, just forgive and then what you must hold hands with the person who was beating you so so let's talk a little bit about that because i think it's important i think it also informs possibly why many don't want to forgive because we're taught to think that forgiveness means reconciliation and it doesn't absolutely absolutely and if i may just pass my condolences to karabo um i think we all sort of felt um, just how, what she's going through in this moment right yes. now and just to appreciate the vulnerability that she brought to us. 
Um, and just to speak to her first to say, you know, Karabo, it losing a parent is, is something that no you you can't express it to someone. People just have to experience it to know what it feels like. Mm. Um, and we don't wish that upon anyone. Um, but when the time comes, you know, we really just need to make peace with what has happened, which is the loss, and just make peace with ourselves. And um, I think we sometimes exaggerate certain certain experiences in our minds because your mother totally understood yeah. that you were at school um, and she knew that you were a teenager. And more than anything, I, I'm 100% sure that Garabo's mother knew how much Garabo loved her. Mm. And I think really, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Mm. It's That's the most important thing. Did they know that I loved them? You know, Not did I buy them the birthday present or their favorite dress or their favorite cake, but did they know that I truly, truly loved them? Mm. And that's the peace that we can carry when our loved ones have passed to the next life. Mm. Um, and and to what she raised, really powerful, as you said, uh, Pabi, powerful, powerful points mm. to say, it doesn't always mean reconciliation. Forgiveness will not always translate to that. Sometimes, most of the times, and I do encourage this, to say to people, let's apply wisdom when we curate these forgiveness experiences. Let us apply wisdom. Forgiveness is for you you are the prime person that benefits from this thing so if you are going to forgive somebody who has shown you that their intent for you is to harm you to a point where you are non-existent people have been murdered because they've stayed in relationships that they were encouraged to stay in even though they were going through really abusive measures i mean or abusive situations yes. and 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 i like the fact that you mentioned the church and i love the church <laughs> the book is 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 a christian faith um inspired daily devotional mm. so you'll probably find me at a church mm. on a sunday definitely um but i do know that there have been certain doctrines that have have made us think that forgiveness is is just this blanket approach and we have to customize. It's not going to look the same for Pabi as it does for Grace. It's, it's, it, we have to customize this experience to say, I love the person. I despise their behavior. Mm. And until they repent, which means to turn away from, their, from, from that behavior, you know, and change and decide to take responsibility of their actions mm. and decide to take responsibility of becoming a better person, then our relationship will have to take a break. I'm not saying put a full stop, but you must put your safety, and this is mental safety and physical safety, mm. into consideration. You have to take it into consideration. So you walking away from a toxic relationship does not mean that you are operating in unforgiveness. It means you're wise enough to know that this is not a healthy space for you and you're going to take the right actions to Make sure that you are safe. Mm. Oh, that's very powerful. Thank you, Garabo, for for this igniting that really great new branch of this conversation Definitely. that you brought to the fore. Much appreciated. The number to dial is zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. The most important aspect of forgiveness, or the most important steps in forgiveness, are where do you start? 
starts with you. Um, vulnerability. Vulnerability. We don't we don't like to do it. It's too much work. Um, it takes courage to be vulnerable. It's not easy. It's it's not easy. So allow yourself to be vulnerable. Allow yourself to start with you. How did that make me feel? Why did it hurt me so much? Mm. And take the participants, the exterior people out of it and just look at you, focus on you, focus on Pabi. Did this trigger something that Pabi went through when she was younger that these people know nothing about or this person knows nothing about? They were not involved. They didn't know you when you were age six when you are isolated from your friendship circle in primary and they made you feel like an outcast for whatever particular reason. So we have triggers. We have triggers. And um, therapy is amazing. Mm. I, I do encourage therapy. I, I mean, do we have a therapist that we can promote right now? <laughs> I do so encourage. Many. So They're many. They're on the show in the segment so often. <laughs> Yes. So, yes. so, so, I would encourage because that. a therapist, a therapist is going to help you do exactly that. They're going to help you detangle the current situation yes. from the root of your feeling and your response. Yes. And then you're going to be able to walk with a little bit more clarity um, about how yes to deal with the situation, but why it cuts so deep, exactly. etc., and so forth. And then you're going to learn tools about how to forgive. You're going to learn tools about how to. Uh, almost nurture yourself. Yes. You'll often see me doing this. I'm like rubbing my chest or yeah. doing that. Whenever something is too much, it's yeah. like a self-nourishing, loving thing. Mm. So you can do it physically, emotionally, whatever. You learn tools. Sure. You learn profound tools. Therapy for the win, definitely. Definitely for the win. Yeah. And you learn tools that are customized for you. Yeah. So someone will want to hold your hand or hold someone's hand mm. when they're going through a touching moment. Um, and, and they'll want they'll want human touch. Yes. Um, even if it's a stranger, they'll just want to feel someone's hand, yeah. you know, against theirs. And that will give them comfort in that moment. Yeah. Um, so it starts with us. It starts with you. You sit down. You're vulnerable. If you're a prayerful person, mm. I believe so much in prayer mm. as well. Mm. So therapy and prayer go together. I believe so much in prayer because in your place of prayer, there's just you and your God, your Jesus, you and your Holy Spirit. And you're saying, let's be honest. No one else is listening to me. I don't have to put on an act. I don't have to be a superwoman right now. I don't have to be strong. Mm. I want to be a little girl. I want to be vulnerable. I want to cry. But I also want to understand why am I crying? Like, why does it hurt so much? Yeah. And when you start to understand your pain points and you, and you receive grace for yourself, you are able to project it on others. You are able to be more empathetic mm. even to the people who have offended you. Mm. Because before you write them off and before you decide, you know, this is a bad person, they're toxic, I want them out of my life, you take a moment to th see them through eyes of empathy to say, I went through this. And because this is something that's been painful, mm. something that I've dealt with, and I might have acted out from that place, would I want someone to forgive me? Would I want someone to forgive me? That's, that's the empathy. And that's the empathy yeah. that now you are receiving yourself yeah. and that you're able to give someone else to say, 
I know that Poppy is a good person. I wouldn't have her around me if if I if if I didn't like her that much mm. or if I didn't feel that she had a good heart and and all of that. But if Poppy has a bad day and she snaps at me, I can't block her. Mm. I'm going to say, Poppy, I've I've related with you. I've connected with you on an emotional, spiritual, really good stage or or, or just level yeah. level. Mm. And and this is not. So I'm not sure if you're aware of what just happened, but can I can I help? Mm. Can I do you want to talk about it? So the more you're able to extend forgiveness to yourself, the more exactly. you're able to extend kindness. Yes. That's why when people say you must be like, uh, just give, 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 give. I, I really think of it in all aspects, right? Because you've got to fill your cup. You've got to be kind to yourself. You've got to be uh, gentle with yourself. Otherwise, it's very difficult to give that to other people. It's very, very challenging. Grace, we've run out of time. I feel like we could talk for the whole <laughs> women's conference. Mamela. <laughs> the whole um, women's conference. Where do we find the Forgiving Women? How, how, how can we purchase this from you? So you can find it on Amazon now. We've actually, we actually sold, it has been on Amazon since we published, which was last year. And now we've sold out. We sold out 500 copies in seven months. Can wow, you believe congratulations. it? congratulations. Thank you, yes. of the hard copies. But we're having reprints done. Fantastic. So as soon as we have the copies reprinted, I'm coming to Power of M with a box I love it. of The Forgiving Woman. Give us daily your social media so we can follow you. So you can follow me on Grace Moshish on Instagram. That's my IG handle yeah. and on Facebook. Okay. I'm also, yes, and that's my Facebook page. The Forgiving Woman, that's the title of the devotional and journal and today's Psychology of Forgiveness. Our guest, Grace Moshesh, the author of this incredible book. This has been wonderful. I think we freed so many people or started a, a little bit of the conversation in the back of your mind. You know that thing that inspires you to start thinking a bit deeper about things. So thank you. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.